Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined here at Noon Headquarters by Molly Williams. Hello, oh, Molly. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Our road trip to Seattle. We had such a nice time. Yeah. And we have a few friends here in the audience, don't uh, we? I know we do. <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. A good looking bunch. Too. Yeah. Hey, and a, to quote Owl City, hello, Seattle. Right. Yeah. That's the band that does that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, and thank you so much to Noon for hosting this. They are our longest partner, and they were Noon. Um, way back in the day, Dimity and I had a anniversary party, which was the one-year anniversary party of our first book, Run Like a Mother, coming out. And so I was like, hey, let's host parties in Portland and Denver, and let's try to get sponsors for them. And so, uh, thankfully, we got Noon on the hook for that one, and uh, we've been uh, walking this journey and running this journey together. So thank you, Noon, for hosting us. Um, so so we drove up here today, huh? We did. We had an, a nice drive, not too much traffic. We uh-huh. got to rehash, you know, what's going on in our kids' lives and uh-huh. everything yeah. else. And uh, so I've got I've got two single girls right now who are looking for boyfriends. <laughs> and we've got one. Who needs Tinder? One potential in Western Washington. So if anybody knows anybody in Southern Oregon. We're in the Portland area that would nice, like a nice young lady, contact me. Yeah, and it's not like your daughter's listening to this or anything. No, or not like that, one of Lucy's friends is here in the audience. That's why I put it out there. Because <laughs> I, my kids got me on Snapchat. That's right. I yeah, can yeah. Snapchat now. And they are Snapchatting me. And they I Snapchatted them in... Well, all of them inadvertently about finding a boyfriend. And they were all like, oh, yes, find me a boyfriend. And so now I need to find three boyfriends. This is like a modern-day fairy tale. Yeah, it is. I know. Right. Is there a glass slipper involved? I don't know. Is there a glass slipper involved? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. yeah look. Oh, and then Zevi's back here, too. She needs a boyfriend as well. Yeah. She doesn't have one either. You want to stand up, Zevi, just so they can get a little, get a little look? Yeah. Seattle yeah. University. Yeah, another nice young woman there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't have any grandchildren in my mother runner community, and uh, uh, someday I'd like to have some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Molly Williams show. I'm just, a, I'm just a side. We already talked to Alex about what's going on in his life. Things are going well. <laughs> yeah, but and but I moving would like slowly, <laughs> moving slowly, but going well. <laughs> I'm not getting any younger over here, Alex. <laughs> Uh, okay, note to self, don't let Molly drink so much before. Uh, so if anybody has any comments for Alex about yeah. his personal life, just send him to another mother runner. How old are you now, Alex? 31. He just turned 31. Yeah. Good, good age to, you know. Get settled down. Is he available? No. He is not, yeah. but he is available to be moving on in his life to the next inevitable <laughs> Molly you, re- Molly, you remember we can edit all this out, right? <laughs> so here we are in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who, who else here is single? Who else here is single? <laughs> Needs a setup. No, we're, we're good. They're all, they're a good looking bunch here. Uh, we do have um, a few men in the audience. I do want to call out one in particular. We got Will Shaw here in the front row, and he is the man who, the father runner that I've mentioned several times on the podcast who did a, his first marathon on the weekend of his 60th birthday, Father's Day weekend, here for Rock and Roll Seattle, and that I got to do his 20-miler with him. And I... I've, yep. Yep. A really nice guy and not single. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah no. Beautiful fiancé. Yep, yep. Beautiful. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. yeah. 
Sorry, Molly, I'm going to keep you talking because I want you to talk about your most recent half marathon. You were up north of here. You were in Vancouver, B.C. Yes. With your single daughters. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. And I had, I had very little luck setting them up. I was, I was running the race and there were these cute young men in front of me. And I was thinking <laughs> if they were a little slower. <laughs> And then I thought maybe I could speed up and I could like introduce myself. And then I thought that probably wasn't the best idea. But we were going through Yale Town and there was some nice young women that were yelling down to the men. They're yelling up. And I was like, oh, now that's 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 a connection right there. But no. Yeah. So. But you did well in your in your. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I did just you fine. met your goal running yes, wise. I did. Yeah, yeah, back I to my, running. Uh-huh. I met my yeah, goal. Yeah. Another mother. <laughs> not, yes. Did not meet my goal. Another yet, mother. Yentl. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah. But uh, running wise did fine. Everybody did great. Lainey, uh, my oldest daughter, is just putting on speed left to right. She ran with Miss Zevi. To Zevi, who came in fourth in her age group in the Vancouver, B.C. half marathon. I know. And uh, Lainey was, I don't know, right there with her, a step ahead, I think, but in a different age group. And Lucy did quite well, uh-huh. uh, the middle daughter that we never talk about. Very attractive young woman. <laughs> Biochemistry major at Western Washington. Did, she, did you let her have more than one beer while I was outside? <laughs> she seems to intimidate Ben. <laughs> And they all listen Never to the show. Never a second date with that her. one. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But your, so your goal, Molly, if I can re- remind you, was to run 10 minute average oh, 10-minute yes. miles. Yes, yes. That, yeah. that was the goal. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And I that did, was your goal. I did, that was I, your goal. I did, mm-hmm. I did better than that. And as a matter of fact... Um, you averaged 957s. I did. And uh-huh. I only walked up one hill, but it was a very steep hill. And so I thought I deserved to walk. Oh, and this is a cute story. So I'm running by uh, in Stanley Park. There is um, uh, a family that's waving to their runner, you know, and they're a mm-hmm. Japanese family and they're all speaking Japanese mm-hmm. and the Japanese woman's in front of me and, you know, she's waving to them and I got right in the video, nice. <laughs> like pointed to her, like thumbs up, like what a good job she's doing. I bet and that I, seems so unexpected that you did that to all these people yeah, in the audience. Yeah, and, uh, and the family was like, yay, but she won't know it till later. So yeah. I thought that was fun. I enjoyed that. I had a good time with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but now you're switching over more to hiking. Yes, it is. It is Sasquatch season in the mm-hmm. Northwest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's time to go go looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. been out there. Yep, yep. Because you're you have some plans for hiking. You got you got ding though. You don't get to go around. Uh, no, we didn't Rainier. get the uh, permit Permin. for to go around the mountain in Rainier. So um, we're thinking we're going to head to the Wallawas mm-hmm. and go hiking with a neighbor of mine. Mm-hmm. So it that sounds be... like you have a stutter saying that Wallala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, people you people do. here know. Mm-hmm. They know. They're Northwesterners. They know the Wallawa Mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Alpine of the West. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, right? Good, good, good. So it should be nice. Uh-huh. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and that's in August? Well, to be determined. we got to figure out a date. And it's right, all mad, uh, around me getting relief work. And so we'll we'll get it figured mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because i got nothing on my horizon. Oh, yes, you do. Oh. You're going to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got life on my horizon, but I don't have any athletics. Any on my athletic horizon. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. We well, are maybe gonna, I'm going to do some bike rides. Gonna do possibly. Yeah. And we're going to go swimming. Yep. And we were going to go swimming this morning because the pond that we go in is on the way, is north of Portland. And so it would have been en route. And, uh, but it was kind of overcast and chilly this morning. Yeah. So, and we, it's been a little chilly in Portland, so we didn't want the water to be too cold. Yeah, no, but yeah. we, we worked out, we did a strength workout with my oldest daughter, mm-hmm. um, Lainey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which was great. She did. Yeah. She's a certified personal trainer. So she 
Yeah. Yeah. Guided us through some workouts. Yeah. yeah. She's not bossy at all, is she? <laughs> I don't know why you say that about her. She's not bossy at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I say we, I say we move on to the uh, main topic. Which is, um, we are going to be talking to two local mother runners who are also noon ambassadors. And we love talking to women runners in various parts of the country to get a look at their lives, their training, what it's like to run where they are. So we'll talk to Jamie and Christine after this brief break. Stay with us. So now we've been joined on the couch by Jamie Richard, who is the mom of two boys who are here. Um, Jamie is a pediatric ER nurse lives in Tacoma, Washington, which is just south of Seattle. And Jamie is a marathon maniac having run, is it still 27? Uh, I'm at um, 33. Oh my gosh, yeah. the number's just climbing. Wow. Um, and is your PR still 319? Yes. Wow, yes. Uh, Jamie's also an avid ultra runner, and so we are so glad you could join us, Thank Jamie. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So excited to be here. Don't be, don't be. Oh, okay. So, Jamie, it's great to have you here. I see your sons there, handsome young men, a little too young for my girls. Yeah, I know. I was thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. And, and it looks like you're happily married, too. So, yes, yeah, yeah, that's good. So I don't have to set you up with anything. No. no. So, how, how old are those handsome young men, and, and do we have any young women for them? <laughs> so my oldest son, Aiden, he's 13, uh-huh. and then Owen, he's hiding back there. He's 10. Oh, very, very sweet. Yeah. Hi, hi, boys. <laughs> All right. So, so, Jamie, tell us about yourself as an evolution of a runner, I was amazed to learn that you've been running for less than a decade. Yes. And yet you're racking all these races up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started um, probably about nine years ago. I did a 5K with my sister-in-law on Thanksgiving. It was like a turkey trot race. And um, I had no idea what I was doing. I had on like these long yoga pants, Mm. like loose pants. It was kind of like Katie Holmes in the New York City Marathon. Yes. Uh Yes. And so it was pouring down rain and they were falling Mm. down. And anyway, so I finished and I thought, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And then, um, and then it just took off from there. I did a Seattle rock and roll half marathon that June. And, um, I, I still, that's one of my, um, favorite times back then before I had a watch because I finished and I, and I was like, I finished and and my friend's like what was your time and I and I don't know what it was like 150 something and she's like that's so good and I'm like it is and I just I miss I kind of miss that where you just run uh-huh. run and you don't worry about your time and so you really didn't have a watch on no nothing wow. and no. did you even own a watch uh no no nope. wow all right I, d- I just okay. went for it so yeah and then um of course I became more more serious and then um I kind of have an addictive personality so I just kept uh signing up for races um mm-hmm. And I, um, my first, um, full marathon was Portland marathon. I ran Portland. Yep. I ran it five times. Um, so, um, and then, so I don't know how many marathons I ran and then I was like, um, wanted to qualify for Boston, which, um, I, it took me, you know, some people, they just run one or two marathons and they qualify and it took me quite a few. And, and I, that makes you seem more human. Right. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually had to get very serious about it. And, um, and my, uh, on mother's day in 2015, I ran, uh, the Eugene marathon with my family there and I qualified for the first time and still, still one of the best days of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was mother's day and it was perfect. So, um, so then, you know, I was going to run Boston just one time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just finished year number four last month. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to get to that. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So um, and then, you know, I never I my mo- most favorite thing to do is trail run. And so I do most of my uh, marathon training on the trails. Oh. And so I um, did a trail race of 50K and then um, started doing trail races, too. So uh, this July will be my fourth uh, 50 mile trail race. 
Wow. So, awesome. yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So, 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 oh. I was going to ask about uh, running in Seattle because yes. I think so. You know, we're from Portland, so mm-hmm. Molly and I certainly know what it's like to run in the rain. Mm-hmm. But then we, when I at least when I travel to other parts of the country, people are like, "Oh, but it rains so much there. Like, how do you deal with that?" Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, talk to people about that, about the natural beauty. I mean, oh sure, the sure. Seattle Tacoma area is so gorgeous. So I actually love running in the rain, mm-hmm. and I love I love running all times of the year. Um, the fall and winter is actually um, my favorite, oh. and um, I like you know Boston last year was rainy and cold and I actually did really well I think it's because I I train in that but um but it's so beautiful like the you know like right now in the summer the trails are so green Uh and um well this time of year it's perfect because the temperature is perfect it's not too hot Uh um I do a lot of running like up in the mountains. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest. From Tacoma, how quickly can you get up to trails in the mountains? Um, like forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I and I have a trail by my house. It's not in the mountains, but it's one mile from my house. Mm. So, and it's do a, you live it's right a park. in Tacoma? Um, yeah, we live like close to Federal Way. Mm, so we're okay. kind of like, but it's still technically Tacoma. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we're really close to Dash Point State Park. Mm-hmm. So I run there a lot. So, but still in a city. Yes. And yet a yes. State park is close. To yes. Your house. Yeah. Very fortunate that it's just a mile from our house mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. nice nice yeah so 2018 was kind of miserable but seattle set you up well for it yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> how was this year um this year for boston mm-hmm. um it was horrible oh, yeah. <laughs> what way? so um so it was it was warm and it was humid yeah. and i am not a humid kind of girl i learned that in, i ran chicago this year and it was humid and mm-hmm. um i don't think um i just now started running like you know races that aren't in washington um started traveling for yeah. races and so i didn't realize i'd never really ran in humidity before so really yeah I just in um, warm humidity. Yeah, we warm have humidity. Yeah, warm humidity. So mm-hmm. I ran, uh, <laughs> you know, Chicago. It was fun, but I, it wasn't my best race. And then, um, yeah, Boston. It was it, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but I did get to bring my family with me for the first time, and um, we had an amazing time. So mm-hmm. that made Good. up for the mm-hmm. for the bad race. So you don't feel bad about it? No. Oh no. Good. No. Nope. I would do it again in a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was Boston kind of the first away race that you started? Yes, doing? yeah, yep. I, I 2016, I went with um, three friends, and they actually didn't run the race; they just went with me for fun. Oh, that's awesome! So, um, yeah, it was it was great. So I've been able to go with friends the last three years, and then um, my family this year. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah. Nice, nice. So, do you have trail runs by the hospital where you work? Yes, I do. Really? Um, so, I, I'm so lucky. So, there's another uh, park um, probably like 10, 15 minutes from the hospital we work at. And so, if I have a meeting at work or if I get out and get off of work at a reasonable time, I'll um, go over to those trails. They're very close. And how so. far can you run on those trails? Uh, I mean, you can do loops. I've done a 50K there before. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Well, like an organized 50k? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Point Defiance, uh, they have a 50k. They do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of opportunities yes. right here yeah. in the hospital. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know we just caught you between a slew of nursing shifts. <gasps> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I'm always fascinated by this because, you know, I'm a, I'm a desk jockey. So, I mean, but how do you juggle such a high stress on your feet? 
job with training for endurance events? So, um, so for Boston, I had a coach for the first time. I was actually on the um, Highland team this year. I got chosen for the uh, Highland healer. So I was provided a coach. So I used a coach for the first time ever. And it was brutal. I'm not going to lie. It was a great learning experience. So I was up at 3.30 a.m. for run before my 12-hour shifts. Oh, and my so, gosh. Um, by, by like 7.30 at night, I was like, I couldn't even keep my eyes open. And I don't get home. I leave the house at 6 a.m. for work, and I get home at 8 o'clock at night. So um, it was brutal. But it was a great learning experience. Um, now what I usually do is I'll just do a little bit of strength training if that on the 12 hour shifts I work and then I just I'll run on my days off so I'll work a bunch of days in a row and then I'll have usually I'll have a bunch off Mm. Um, but I did pick up several extra shifts this month so it's been nonstop work (laughs) so and then I mean how many on when you're training for a Uh marathon then how many days a week do you run I still run about five oh yeah Mm -hmm. yep I'll I usually try to do all of them during I'll do my long run during the week almost always because the boys are in school Mm -hmm. um and then it's just just the best time to do it. And because, you know, I have days off during the week, um, I'll work a, every, I work every third weekend. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have days off during the week. So that's mm-hmm. when I do that. And I know we get questions from women. We just had one on our AMR mm-hmm. Answers show about how to keep your legs and feet feeling kind of fresh uh-huh. after a long shift. I mean, do you have yes. any secrets? like? Um, so I, a lot of um, nurses wear like dance goes and clogs to work. I cannot, I wear t- um, tennis shoes, my running shoes are, mm-hmm. you know, I have a separate pair of shoes I wear for work, but yeah. the same brand. Um, I wear compression socks. Um, I, I ice my legs. Um, I recently got rapid reboot recovery boots. Oh, um, mm-hmm. so, um, those have been a lifesaver. I, I am a little bit obsessed with those. <laughs> so I use them. <laughs> tell, uh, probably, tell folks uh, who don't know what those are, what they are. So those are boots, um, literally like big boots and then, um, they compress your legs. So they plug in th- with air, mm-hmm. right? with air. Yep. And so they, comp- um, for like, I, there's settings, 10 minutes, 20 minutes and 30 minutes, and it just promotes blood circulation and helps speed up recovery. So mm. I have been using those a lot. And is that static pressure or is that kind of want, want like massage type? It's like, it's kind of like static pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. It's some people don't like it. Um, I love it. <laughs> you don't wear them at work. No, no. no I walking take, around. No. That would be uh, that'd be yeah. great. That would be I should little, do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, do you, like other days you work though? Do you try to sit down as much as you can? Yes. Put your feet up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you do that? Especially, um, I I do a few marathons in between twelve hour shifts. Um, so I'll work um, a couple twelve hour shifts, run a marathon, and then the next day. Seattle Marathon, I did that, and then work again. And that's a tough so, day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next, the day after the race, I always yeah. regret. Just a little. I, re- I regret it, and I'm so stubborn. I never use the elevator. I take the stairs, and then I'm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I would have one of those wheelchairs. I would go into room to room. I've wanted to borrow one before. I was like, that looks, that looks tempting. So, um, yeah, so um, I try to, if I know I have a race coming up and I'm working, I try to sit down as much as I can. Okay. So, All right, yeah. so that's For a good sure. strategy. For sure, yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you see, I'm pretty amazed. It seems like you switch pretty effortlessly between trails and road. And you mentioned that you trail for your train for your mm-hmm. marathons, which I assume are mostly on the road. Yes. On trail. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you do that? And then also, doesn't that make you then feel that much more beat up? when you run 26.2 on the road I actually um the trails I feel are easier on my legs they um the the ground's softer um you know it's a little bit slower pace I still get um well plenty of elevation gain but some of my best uh, marathons have been from trail trail running from the training wow so um 
I, the last two years I've done Seattle um, have been two of my best times. I've used actually Seattle twice to qualify for both my qualifying. Oh Boston my gosh, time. that is it. Right. Seattle, yes. like true Seattle. Yes. And like November. the one in November. Uh-huh. Lousy and weather, super yes. hilly. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And two days after Thanksgiving. Yes. And so, and, and, <laughs> and uh-huh. yeah, and I ran it during my, my work stretch this year. Uh-huh. And, and did um, you cook Thanksgiving dinner? Uh-huh. I did. <laughs> I did. That was more exhausting than the marathon. Um, so yeah, I um, I don't I I feel like um, I feel like it's easier on my body for sure. Um, and you know, when I had a coach for Boston this this round, I did mostly road, and it was horrible. Um, mm. I was so I found that I was sore all the time. Oh. Um, so I I like trails, and um, I don't really love running on the road, but I like running the mar- I like running a marathon like the uh-huh. whole just idea of it so i'll probably just keep doing trails and running on the marathon uh-huh. or running marathons so and when you run on the trail do you run uh-huh. for time or do you run distance uh distance oh yeah. you do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep um yeah a lot of people like for the 50 mile will run for time uh-huh. so um uh that's a little bit different uh, i think my longest training run for my 50 mile one year was like seven hours <laughs> wow yeah okay. long time yeah okay well. So I just got on Snapchat. You might have heard. I have never been on Snapchat. <laughs> I, I tell you. <laughs> I know. I'm practically a millennial. Um, <laughs> and, but I have been on Instagram for a little longer. I, I, I I'm have quite been, tech yeah. savvy. And I, I follow you now on Instagram. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, I good. Do. You take such cute pictures. Oh, gosh. Do you take those yourself? Yeah, or most, you mostly. Singing? And my husband, he runs with me Oh, you do well. such a nice job. The bad pictures are me. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're really... They're really good. Anyway, but so on Instagram, we can see that you've got a five-week window between marathons. Yes. What races are you now swinging at? Um, so I finished Tacoma City Marathon about two and a half, two and a half weeks ago. And then um, my friend Peter here, we're running the Tunnel Marathon, which I've ran several oh. times in two weeks? Ten days. Ten days. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's... It's uh, Tuesday today. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what day is it? Nurses mm-hmm. never know what day of the yeah. week it is. Um, so uh, I, we're hoping to get Peter qualified for Boston. I'm going to pace him. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's light yeah. at the end of the tunnel? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's is, a big is he Boston single? qualifier. He's cute. Yeah. He's married. Well, I know. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. Okay. And then um, a week after that, I have a uh, 50K. Get I out know. of here. I wow. do wow. Uh, Miller, Slovenia, 50K um, in Olympia. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I ran that one last year. Uh-huh. So um We'll see how that goes. So now have you run light at the end of the tunnel before? Oh, yes. Probably yeah. three or four times. Tell people about the really unique part about that. The, the tunnel. The tunnel. So uh-huh. we actually just did a 21-mile tra- twenty yeah, mile training run like um, a little over a week ago. And so the first two miles are um, in the dark in the tunnel. Yeah. And it's literally the light at the end of the tunnel because you can see the light and yeah. you think you're almost there, but you're not like, but it's like, it's completely But does it make dark. you have like panic attack? Because a little, little bit, it's yeah. really odd. And then you can't really, you can't see anything. I mean, you have a headlamp, but you really don't know where you're going. Um, and it's really odd when you're going with a bunch of runners during the marathon. Sure. Yeah. And it's all yeah. downhill too, right? Well, slight downhill. yeah, right? it's a very gradual okay. downhill. So you don't feel like you're <laughs> no, falling. No. And a lot of times it feels like you're just running flat but and it is on like packed packed gravel but it's Mm -hmm. a very pretty course it's Mm -hmm. a very unusual marathon yeah and they let you take then take your like Mm -hmm. if you wear because it's cooler in there so if Mm -hmm. you wear like a long sleeve shirt or something they let you take it off they let you take off your head so you don't have to wear a headlamp the whole time yeah you can carry a bag with your with your bib number on it and then as soon as you get out of the tunnel um usually right before i get out you can take everything you need off put it in a bag and you just toss it it's like running with your purse yeah right Um. right and then they just have it for you at the end Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah Mm. 
yeah, it's a great race. It's fun. All right, so take us back to your first ultra marathon. Which race was it, um, and how did it feel to go past 26.2? That was um, right by my work, Point Defiance 50K. Oh, uh-huh. um, and it, <laughs> shockingly, poured the whole time. It rained, mm. like, rained. There, there was, what, like... What month was it? Um, October. Okay. And so there were... Um, my boys had a soccer game while I was... Um, like, right after I finished. So I went straight from that to the soccer game, and the trees actually blew down at the game. I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, anyway, trees blew down. They had to cancel the soccer games but um during the race but it was the ultra marathon must go on uh-huh. yes right um it was um i remember running water like up to my calves and it was like wow. sliding in the mud but i loved it it was wonderful <laughs> and wow. um, it was great i had so much fun but i mean because people so a 50k is on, is quote unquote only five miles longer than a marathon slightly 4.9 but it is it, very different. It's, it's very different. For one, well, for one, it's trails. You have to go a lot slower, um, and it's there's always way more hills um, during during um, ultra races than a regular marathon usually. Um, so those those extra miles, they man, they feel like 10, 20. Mm-hmm. They really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and especially when you're like 26. It was exciting though when I was looking at my watch and I went to past. go on mm-hmm. beyond zebra. Yep, uh-huh. it yeah, was. Yeah, that was very too. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause you, but you'd run longer than a marathon in training or no? Um, no, actually for my, um, 50 K, I think I had run like 20, maybe like 24 miles. So, oh, okay. yeah, so it was, so was, it was new, exciting. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh-huh. I, I remember looking at my watch during the race. And it, yeah. Yep. New PR. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when I do a, di- a new distance for the first time because it's like, Oh, it's a PR. Right. It's a new yeah. Distance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so what advice do you have for mother runners stepping up to an ultra? Um, I always tell people at work, ask me about ultras and I say it is okay to walk and Mm -hmm. it is okay to power hike. Mm -hmm. It is, it's like, it's so different than regular running. Um, for one, I love it because it's so laid back. Like when you at the start line, they're like, okay, go. And then you just go like, you're like, oh, okay. Like the first time I did it, I was like, oh, are we going? We're going. Um, and, um, you know, I power hike the hills and, um, you know, if you walk run, if you have to, my 50 mile, I tell you my 50 miler, I do a lot of power hiking and Mm -hmm. a lot of walk running. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I usually pick up friends along the way. My, I tend to talk a lot during the race. (laughs) How do you decide where you want to power hike and Um, you want to run? So I usually all run the flat parts and power, power hike the hills. What about the downhills? Um, I, I run the downhills, although I'm not good at running downhill at mm-hmm. all. I Do you ever know. stop because it's too steep? And yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I've totally done that. I've fallen so many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So there's a certain grade. You're like, okay, I'm going to walk up this. For sure. Okay. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Or if I'm just feeling tired and, and I know I have to pace myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the 50 miler, it's like the first 10 miles. I, I, that's usually the same 50 miler I do every year. And the first 10 miles is all uphill. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just power power. It's literally like straight up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you use poles? Um, no, but I've been listening to um, Trailrunner Nation podcasts, and they keep talking about the poles. So I've never tried them. I've though. seen some people out on the trails. With yeah, poles, they look. So. I've I've wanted to use them during the race because I've seen other people have them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. tried them though. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you do a lot of the same races over and over I again. Do. Uh-huh. I need to venture out and do others. I did do a new marathon in February. I did a Surf City Marathon. In oh, Huntington down in Beach. California. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have um, two good friends I met in Boston, and one actually through noon. Oh, and nice. um, they, one of my friends lived like across the street from the, the start line oh, at awesome. Huntington Beach. So um, that was a really great marathon. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Good weather. Good weather. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it was drizzly. Good weather. It rained. It, uh-huh. was, yeah. it, it did. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it poured the day before, but then the, it was like drizzly. 
believe that the day of, uh-huh. but, um, I would, I would love to, my next goal, maybe next summer is to do a hundred mile trail race. So, okay. um, I don't know where, uh-huh. um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, we have nice races here in yes, Washington. Yes. State. Yeah. 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 So in a Q&A we did with you on our website, you told us you do most of your running while your sons are in school, yes. and you mentioned that here uh-huh. too, and that, that, quote, summers are a bit harder, which we think is true for a lot of people in this room and probably listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So any suggestions for fitting in workouts during school vacation time? Like, what works for you? Um, well, so I get lucky because my husband's a nurse as well. Uh-huh. So we... Um, the boys are old enough now though where we can get away for like an hour or two and run but before we just took turns um early morning while they're sleeping um any i tell you any chance like last summer that i could get if i knew they were having a play date even if it was unplanned i'd be like oh i can run Mm -hmm. i basically just try to take advantage of any time um where they're you know like i said at play dates or doing something where i can get away Mm -hmm. and i basically just plan all my running around my my family life I, um, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons I do my long run while they're in school. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, taking up that time on Saturdays and Sundays. I also teach, I teach Sunday school on Sundays, mm-hmm. uh, second, third grade. Mm-hmm. So, um, I never usually do a long run that day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, good. Nice to have a rest day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're here, we have to ask, uh-huh. aside from grape, what is your favorite noon flavor? Oh man. So, um, I love watermelon now actually, mm-hmm. and I'm obsessed with the noon rest like yeah. obsessed yeah it's amazing oh it's so good I, my favorite's the blackberry vanilla um i haven't tried that one oh, yet oh it's oh. wonderful and yeah. like so much and my boys have been drinking it so nice yeah. yeah tell people who don't know what rest is i mean it's in the swag bags but yes yeah so it's um so it's like more of like a nighttime drink to help recover muscle recovery and to help you sleep it has magnesium in it mm-hmm. and, and tart cherry and, and tart cherry which is supposed to be help with muscle recovery as well mm-hmm. so um i drink uh, some people drink it cold i drink it hot Oh, um, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. And I also throw in collagen peptides in it when I drink it. Oh. So, uh, that's what I drink every night. Our I dietitian would really approve of that. Oh, that's good. good. That's yeah. good. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm just exhausted from life or, or from the noon <laughs> rest, but I fall asleep usually right after I drink it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. I haven't decided yet. You deserve yeah, a good so, night's sleep. Right? Right. Yeah. That's so funny. The first time I tried it was um, the first night of our most recent running retreat, uh-huh. and I slept so soundly. Yeah. I'm like, okay, was I tired from the retreat? Right. right. Was it great that I was alone in a king-size bed in a hotel room? Yeah, that helps. Or was at the noon rest so it was not a you know it was not a um you know scientific experiment right right yeah. right yeah i'm yeah. so tired i never know but um i i love it so mm-hmm. um yeah nice 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 all right well thank you for joining yeah, us yeah this was so fun yeah thank yeah. you yeah. yeah thanks everyone <laughs> So our next guest is Christine McHugh, a mother runner of one here in Seattle. Christine got her start running thanks to her son. She'll t- we'll get her to tell that story. Uh, Christine For a is single a- son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I considered it when you put he's sixteen and a half. No. Yeah. Okay. No, All right. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't no. want to date a sixteen and a half. Christine is a twenty-seven year veteran of another beverage-related company here in Seattle that you might be familiar with, um, Starbucks. She made her way up from a barista to VP. Um, also a noon ambassador, Christine plans to put run her fourth marathon this December. December, la la la. So welcome, Christine. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> 
So tell us how your 16-year-old son and you got started running. Well, he, I think he might have been in the fourth or fifth grade, and there was an after-school program Mm -hmm. um, that culminated in a 5K. It was actually the Jingle Bell Run here in Seattle, and he is a natural athlete, and I never considered myself to be athletic, but when he signed up for this, I was like, I can, maybe I can do this, and so... Um, I went through the training with him, although I did all my training on a treadmill because I was scared to death to run outside. Oh my goodness. Um, what's scary running outside, you oh, know, yeah, in the beginning. Well, <laughs> dive into that a little bit. Why is it scary? I was, I think I was actually a little intimidated by, you know, trying to find a route. I didn't have a watch at the time. I didn't know what was going to, you know, I don't know. I guess I just crows, crows, <laughs> weather, all that kind of stuff. Now, of course I hate the treadmill. Um, but, um, yeah, so I done my training on the treadmill and then at the jingle bell run, it was in 2000, might've been, let's see, 13 or 14 was when we did it. Um, we started at the start line together and then I never saw him again (laughs) (laughs) because he went ahead of me. He went way ahead of me. I think I finished my, it was my, my, obviously my first 5k. I think I was like 31 or 32 minutes and I think he was closer to 25. Uh Um, yeah. And so I, that's how I got started. I, uh, the subsequent year I joined actually two years later, I joined a running group, which I can go deeper into, but that really was my turning point for becoming a runner. Uh And a marathoner? Did that take you into that? It did. Those darn running buddies, Mm -hmm. like, planted the seed in my ear. So I joined, so Seattle has a running group called the Seattle Green Lake Running Group. And there are, you know, Meetup or Facebook, five to 6,000 members. So that's not how many people turn out for a run. Yeah, sure. But, um, and there's Meetups several times a day. And I was like, I kind of like this running thing. I'd never run more than five miles or so. But I wanted to do a little bit more, and I didn't want to run in the dark by myself. Um, And so I joined Wake Up Wednesday. I'll be going there tomorrow. It's 5.30. We meet at Starbucks, 5.30 a.m. at Starbucks in Green Lake. And then I just showed up for that. And after coming out for a while, a few months, um, all of a sudden, people start planting the seed in my ear around a half marathon. And, of course, I was like, I am never running a half marathon. That seems so far. That seems so hard. And then before I knew it, I was signed up for the rock and roll um, mm-hmm. in 2015, I think was my first half marathon. And then that year I got totally hooked, um, raced, you know, I think I did 12 half marathons. Get out. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was nuts. It was really actually, I, my strategy is completely different now. Um, I'm listening to Jamie feeling like a total slacker. <laughs> but, <laughs> But I'm very, like, a very kind of intentional about how I put my energy because I realized when I ran all those marathon or half marathons, I lost my sense of purpose. What was I running oh, for? Uh-huh. Um, and really what I run for is, you know, everybody runs for something different for me. It's a big part of, for me is running as for, with my community. And I can, uh-huh. can, my running group has been a huge influence on my life in a lot mm-hmm. of different ways. But um, really, I have to figure out what am I running this for? So after a couple years of running with the group, I had my friends, when are you going to run a marathon? When are you going to run a marathon? And my answer was the same as a half marathon. I'm never running a marathon. Mm -hmm. That is so far. And then somebody said to me, Christine, if you're ever going to run any marathon, at least once in your life, you need to do New York. Mm. And I was like, New York's a cool city. Mm. I've been to some great restaurants there. (laughs) (laughs) And so I didn't tell anybody, but I signed up for the lottery. And, and this was for 2016 and 
I didn't get in the lottery, but by then I was so interested in the idea and I still didn't tell anybody. I was like, well, then I'm going to try for a charity team. And I said, well, if I'm going to do charity, this is me, very thoughtful, intentional, like it's got to be charity that has meaning for me. So I researched and I decided to run for the American Heart Association because my cousin um, had passed, had died from heart failure when she was in her early 30s. And her mom had died. My aunt had died from heart failure um, as well. And I was like, I'm going to run for them. And I'm actually going to run for my cousin's daughter, who's the same age as my son. And she's actually moving in with us this summer. So I'll have two 16-year-olds. If anybody wants to come over and give me a break, I'm going to need it. Um, Anyway, so I'm like, I'm going to sign up for the New York. I'm going to sign up for the lottery. And I was literally working on the application because you have to fill out, like, why do you want to run? How much you're going to raise? And I'm, like, bawling my eyes out. Oh, my goodness. And my husband is sitting next to me, and he's not a runner. I'm like, I really need your support if I'm going to do this. Like, this is a big deal. Like, I was so overwhelmed, but I was so emotional. And he's like, honey, just press send. <laughs> and so I press send, and two weeks later, they notified me that I was on the team. Nice. Yay. And that's when it got, got real. I don't know if I can yeah, say yeah, that yeah, word. It's like yeah. that on there. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so I ended up, my fundraising goal was $3,500, and I ended up raising over $9,000 wow. awesome. in honor fantastic. of my my cousin and my aunt and my niece. Wow. So yeah. that was my first marathon, and then I've done one a year for the last um, couple of years, and then I'm planning another one in the fall. So, and yeah. what's that? Uh, California International Marathon. Very yeah. good. So nice. I did that last year. I did... So my first was New York. My second was Portland. Oh, nice. Did not like the out and back course. Yeah, they're changing it. They're changing it. Well, that's because yeah. that was that was a blip on the radar. That was a miserable experience for me. <laughs> Left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, totally new course this year. New okay. race organizer. I love the woman who organized I've been last following, year. But yeah, but I was like, mm-hmm. and then then I did California National last year, and I really wasn't intending to go back again. But I wanted a fall marathon, unlike Jamie. I do like cold weather. I don't like rain. I don't like running on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I like to eat and drink and not run. Um, And so I was hunting around for a fall marathon, and I ended up just this was the right one Mm -hmm. to do for Mm -hmm. me again this year. So that's December 3rd, I think. Mm -hmm. So it'll be my fourth. Awesome. Nice, nice, nice. Well, your running group sounds like a great support. Yeah, they're awesome. So tell us about this running group. Yeah, so I think what I really have come to appreciate about it is it's such a diverse group of people that I never would meet in my neighborhood or my place of work or in my kids' school. Diverse in Very diverse in age. age. Like, I'm running with people, so I'm running literally with people who are at least half my age that could be my kid, Uh Um, and I'm also running with people who are well into their 60s, and men and women. Um, My core Mm -hmm. running pack... Um, just because we all tend to run the same pace and we sh- that show up most often is I've got an um, endodontist who's a grandma. I've got a guy from India who works at Amazon, a woman who's a stay-at-home mom, an eye doctor, um, a person who's an accountant, actually two accountants. Um, I think that's the core, the core group. That's wonderful. And it's just great. And we always laugh that there's one guy in this pace pack, mm-hmm. so <laughs> he knows what he's doing. So maybe your daughters might go join a running group. It's mostly men or something like that. Well, now there's yeah. an idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just in you, you know, when you're running with people, you just can develop such deep, intimate relationships when you're covering, you know, 
miles, you know, out there for hour, two hours, three hours. Yeah. And all of a sudden you like have broken down barriers, um, and have built really great relationships. And, um, they've inspired me to do a lot of things that, that I never thought I could do. So mm-hmm. they're and pretty in, cool people. In this digital age, we don't get that connection, do we? Yeah. No. And you found that yeah. connection. Yeah. They're pretty great. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So. yeah. And did they help you get over your fear of running by outdoors? Yes. Well, <laughs> they did. Now, like I said, I, the only time I run on a treadmill is if I go to Orange Theory. Uh, uh-huh. I do that once a week. Um, but um, yeah, we run it. I'm not afraid of the weather. I, I definitely don't like hot weather. Even I got home um, from um, Memorial Day weekend on Sunday and I was like, or Monday, and I was like, it's too hot. My husband's like, you going for a run? I'm like, no, it's too hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we run... Yeah, actually this is this is the earliest run I ever had is Friday I needed to get in my long run because I was going to be out of town for the weekend uh-huh. and two of my running buddies met me at 4 30 a.m wow. so we could get in our 12 miles because I'm pacing a race in a couple of weeks and I wanted to make sure that I got in like that one long run two weeks before oh that's exciting so, talk, talk to us about pacing a run yeah a so our running group is um get asked to pace um several races in Seattle area so the rock and roll I've done that one once um, this, um, I'm doing the Snoqualmie Valley half in a couple of weeks and pacing is a blast. Like yeah. I, I haven't figured out if I like running with pacers yet and it has nothing to do with the pacers. It's just my own kind of journey and how do I, um, manage that the uh-huh. pacing. I could talk about that, but, um, but when you're pacing and you're helping somebody achieve their goals and you're encouraging them and they don't think they can do it and you're like, you can do this and, they're like, I can't. And you're like, yes, you can. Go run, you know. Um, it's just really fun. Although, <laughs> funny story. So last year, I was pacing a half. And it was probably two miles from the finish. Actually, there's a couple funny stories in this. So it was um, on the part of the same course the um, of the tunnel. So it was slightly downhill. And we could not control our speed. We were going way too fast, my pace buddy and I. And about half a mile from the finish line we're like our race group our, our racing um sorry our um running group organizer is going to have our hide if we cross too early mm. so we ducked in the bushes <laughs> <laughs> and we had nobody with us because they'd all gone along and but oh we ducked God. in the bushes to make sure that we like didn't cross too early and we had because we'd banked too much time but another funny story was about a mile before the end this guy i think it was his first half marathon he's like i'm so hungry and I was like, I run a lot with Huma gels, but also dates because dates are a natural fuel. And I was like, well, I have some dates. You want some dates. And usually if you take a couple dates, like that's all you need. He took the whole bag and he shoved them in his mouth. And I'm like, I don't want to see this when this goes wrong. <laughs> there was like 10 dates. I was like, oh, the poor guy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> take the bag. He's like, thanks. I'm them in. Yeah. So, so tell us that, so what's your typical half marathon finish time? And then what pace group do you lead? Um, so I, let's see, my, my half PR is 149 and I typically lead a 205. Oh, that's um, pretty, but I'm actually doing a two, two weeks from now. Ooh. And I can know I can run because I ran sim last year at 358. 
I, so I know I can run the pace. It's basically the same, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of scared um, because I don't feel like I have as much cushion as I'm, mm-hmm. I'm used to. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then my pace partner, I just found out she's like five months pregnant. Oh, so boy. we did this long run on Friday and she said, like, Christine, I hope I'm going to make it with you. And I'm like, I hope so too. There's <laughs> just much more power to do it. So she's, usually they want to give you about a 15 minute I know. cushion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've done the course before and I, yeah, so uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's wow. good. Cause otherwise I'll just take the easy route and I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Grab some dates and you'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it sounds like, you know, people have your back in your group, but it mm-hmm. also sounds like from, um, from your Instagram feed that, um, we saw that you recently celebrated 23 years with your husband <laughs> and that, um, you wrote that he's not a runner yet always asked, how was your run mm-hmm. and, um, has been at countless finish lines. Mm-hmm. So do you think he's just a naturally supportive guy or have you kind of groomed him to be this way? Because, <laughs> um, because I mean, kind of all jokes aside, we hear from a lot of women when we travel yeah. around the country and on our social media that, you know, there are some women who have partners who just don't get their running and are not supportive of it. I say he gets it some of the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so he doesn't show up as many finish lines as he used to, but he's definitely shown up uh-huh. a, the majority of them. Okay. And I think what he doesn't understand all the time is the for me it's not about the running it's about the community I've talked about that like um and he doesn't always understand why would you get up at 4 30 in the morning to go be with all these other people well mm. we could still be in bed sleeping mm-hmm. uh, or something else or something you know and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um so in the morning. <laughs> I am like I, I think he's um I think he's just sometimes not not 100% sure about it but um I you know, I do my running when the family's asleep, kind of like Jamie. Like I find time so that I don't take away from my family time. And I think that that really helps him understand that. He also, um, kind of settled into his big, uh, I don't know if it's hobby or kind of community this year, he made ski patrol. So he spent every weekend in the mountains this last, um, or this last season so that he could finish up all his training and so it's been fun to see him develop mm-hmm. a sense of community mm-hmm. with his ski patrol buddies. Um, and they've been, they've taught him how to um, backcountry ski and skin oh. up and he's done some really cool things there. So I think it's always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just conscious of trying to do it when it doesn't take away from family time. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's nice. good to have different interests, isn't it? Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My husband doesn't run either. Neither yeah. does he's Sarah's. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. My husband's the same way. Why are you getting up in the morning? I'm yeah. like, well, I got to go talk to my friend. Nobody else wants <laughs> yeah. to talk to me. <laughs> I got an hour's exactly. worth of stuff I need right. to unload. Nobody else wants to hear it. So, so speaking of that, you've got a best running friend, right? I have a few. You have a few. Yeah. Oh, on my notes, it says you have mentioned how much you love your best running friend. No, mention, oh, I, you're I'm supposed, supposed to mention I'm supposed how much to you, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. And ask her... <laughs> That's what I'm supposed and to And I mention. sent them to her early so she'd read through the notes ahead of time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I the, can tell you all their names because if yeah, I leave somebody out, I'm going to be in big trouble. Well, yeah, because yes. it looked like you trained uh, like for uh, California International yes, I did, last actually, year. Yeah, Alexis. Yeah. So, um, so I've been fortunate. So for New York, I had a training partner um, and we met through the running group and we'd never known each other before and we became so close. And she's also a psychologist, which was awesome. Oh like boy, to have your free. running partner be a psych- yeah. Christine, how are you feeling today? You can do this. Oh, that sounds rough. I mean, she was great. Um, Gloria. And, um, but then for California national marathon, I also met, uh, Alexis and it was the first time 
um, that we had met and we realized we were both um, in training and we did all of our long runs together. And actually for the marathon, this gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. You know, we made an agreement um, going into the marathon that like everybody's going to, we're going to each run our own race. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that if either one of us needed to, wanted to speed up or fall back or whatever, that's fine. And so um, I think, you know, we just kind of, we just kept pace and kept pace and neither one of us felt like going faster and neither one of us felt like uh, dropping back. And we were kind of getting close to mile 20 and we're like, okay, you know, if one of us feels like we need to go, go, it's okay. Just kind of give each other permission to do that. And we didn't. And for the last six miles, we kind of took turns surging. Oh, um, wow. She was behind me for a little bit. I was, um, um, she was behind me. I was behind her. She's behind me. I was behind her, but we really kept each other going. And I, I wish we would have crossed it exactly at the same time, but we didn't. Um, cause we probably would have held hands. Mm-hmm. And then it was at the end though. I was just like, we gave each other the biggest, biggest hug. It was, it was pretty awesome. And you and went through that whole journey together. We did. And we came super other. close. We'd never met each other, you know, before that she just moved wonderful? to Seattle like a year. She'd moved to, she's been in Seattle yeah. a year. So she'd only been in Seattle for a few months. Um, yeah. So she's, I'm trying to convince her to do California International with me again. This <laughs> like, how am I going to do it by myself this time? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So let me preface this question by saying that we love TMI topics okay. at another mother runner. Okay. Well, we love them in my running group too. Good. We talk about them all good, the time. Good, good, good. So. Okay. So because on Instagram, you posted about your third half marathon, which you ran four years ago. You wrote that in the final half any mile, you thought you were going to vomit. <laughs> oh, and poop, poop my pants, pants at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So take us back to that moment. And um, do, like, do you think you felt that way because of exertion, poor fueling, hydro- <laughs> you know, like bummer hydration? I don't know. Oh, I, part and, of it was the course, too. I can tell you about the course. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> and how have you prevented those sensations okay. from haunting you again? <laughs> You know what? Because I haven't. I've actually had no problems fueling or anything. So, oh, okay. So I've learned a lot. But um, so it was my third half. It was Lake Sammamish, which is um, east east here of Seattle, and it's a one way race. You basically run from point one point. city point to point. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. And um, I think my goal was, I think my goal was to break like one fifty five or something. And I think I ended up finishing at one fifty three. So I always felt like I was pushing it. And I was running with my friend Holly and right at the end of Lake Sammamish at the time, this is the craziest course design. They wound the course through a parking lot. Mm, So picture zigzags through a parking lot and you could see where the finish was, but you knew it was going to take you a while to get there. And, you know, we had been pushing ourselves and all this and I'm literally like coming there. I'm like, Holly, I'm going to vomit or I'm going to poop my pants and it's not going to be pretty (laughs) or I'm going to do both at the same time. And she's like, don't do that. She's like, look at my feet, Christine. She was more experienced. She's like, look at my feet. Just look at my feet. And then she started talking to me, asking me questions about your husband, your son are going to be waiting for you. There's then she was telling me about some guy she was, I mean, I don't even remember guys she was dating, but she totally distracted me Uh those last few minutes. And, um, I crossed the finish line without, vomit or mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. or any kind of mm-hmm. good yeah extra you kept going. yeah uh-huh. so good. how have I have I prevented it since then yeah um well I've definitely learned a lot about hydration obviously I'm a new ambassador I love the product I take it with me on the course all the time I always feel like I have to carry my own, my yeah. own stuff 
and then I've experimented with um, fueling. I'm latest last few races have been humid gels. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not like goose. It's just I don't like the cloy stickiness. Um, I've used dates a lot. I've also mm-hmm. this is quite a sight. Two of my marathons, I ran um, with a banana in my hand. Mm, okay. <laughs> For the first six miles, because I had gotten this habit of having them on my long run for training, and I would have a banana at six miles. And so, what do you do on race day? Mm, yeah. You do what you, you can do in, in training. Uh-huh, yeah. And the woman who was running next to me in Portland's like, "Are you really going to run with that banana?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I am." Like, and I did. And she thought it was pretty funny, but um, I don't know. It's just probably experience. But the GI stuff still does still come up sometimes. Uh-huh, so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did I answer your question? Yes, thank okay. you. Yeah, Good yeah, job. Yeah. yeah. So on Instagram, I, I'm on Instagram. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I feel like, yeah, now, now, yeah. now I know. Social are, media you on, are you on Snapchat? No, I'm not uh, on Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> but on I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn and a little bit of Facebook, but well, that's about it. You Boring. Take, take your time. Okay. It's okay. Just ease, ease into the waters. <laughs> Anyway, on Instagram, it looks like you're a fan of the hydration vest. You wear a hydration I vest? I do wear, I do wear a vest. Yeah, yeah so I do wear ultimate direction vest, yeah. And my daughter wears a hydration mm-hmm. vest. She loves mm-hmm. it. So would you advise that for people doing long distance running? I think, that's a good I think it's what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I have like a lot of runners. I have everything and I probably have two or three of everything. Mm. So I have multiple belts. I have handheld water bottles and I have... Um, two different vests. Um, but I've been using the hydration vest more because I like the hands-free part mm-hmm. of it. Um, and also some of the running belts I find when I, uh, I don't even know what you call this, but my arms, mm-hmm. my yeah, yeah. Rotate, a, rotate a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My okay. elbows can hit, and that's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they shift around. So I have two or three running belts I just haven't found I like. So I've been wearing the vest, mm-hmm. and it is hands-free. Although it is, it does make you look really big yeah i know yeah well and i'm already dealing with yeah yeah and so then my daughter's got the the pockets that the drinks go in there yes that's what i, I have mean, too. it looks like you know she it looks should, like i'm top totally yeah, top heavy yes, yeah so yeah. i i'm like i yeah. think i'm gonna fall over yeah. if i put that thing I know. on yeah yeah do you have do you think larger breasted women can wear them or what do you think i haven't had any i'm gonna try it i i actually <laughs> it, it i feel more a little more self-conscious because yeah. it does yeah like, stick out a little bit but um, I just got used to it. It's comfortable. But my yeah. my running friends and I laugh about because one of my friends, Tina, she has one too. <laughs> and we just, I don't know, we just giggle every time we wear them. Mm-hmm. Especially because of the design. I mean, somebody designed it so that the, the things. I know, they're right the bottles you'd be nursing. Well, and like they're red. Thing. Who would put a red nipple on them? A man. A man, I it know. It was a man. You know it was a man. That's like really... Yeah. So that's the thing. That's why so, they wear their I running know. belts and you yeah, know, yeah. that right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'd say try what you um, try what you like. You know, yes, if yeah. I recommend it and see what works for you. I've Do found you chafe under your arms that's with what those. I was yeah. No, I don't. No. I, I have another pack that's got like a tube, and that one I would chafe on. But this yeah. one I don't. Oh, you don't. So the hydration vest you have does not have a tube no, and a bladder. The, it has the bottles. It it can, the, you can put a bladder in it if you oh, want you to, but I haven't needed to. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the, um, the bottle I've learned is that, well, for me, and that's not everybody for certain distances, like over 10 miles, I prefer not to carry it because actually my arm gets tired and you have to shift. Mm -hmm. And if you have shoulder issues, which I do, it's not a good idea to actually, Mm because you can actually overuse your shoulder um, Mm -hmm. if you're not shifting your bottle around. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Or your banana. 
Yeah. Ball on one hand, banana in the other. Yeah. I'm ready. That's what you need the banana pocket for. Right yeah. there. <laughs> Carry it. So you're ready. And you can pull it out. And it's too bad we're not, a, we're not a video yeah. program as well. Pe- yeah. People, yeah. people I know. I think you're onto something. They know what I'm saying. Yeah. When I say banana belt, they know it should be right in the, by your belly button. They know that. <laughs> That's the only place it would make sense. I was I was at the gym with my daughter, and she, she strength trains me, you know. And so we were doing squats with the kettlebell, uh-huh. and I was picked up the kettlebell, and I'm like, look, I'm swinging it along. She's like, Mom, I'm like, I got my ball swinging. <laughs> Just see what she thinks when you bring out the banana belt. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She's already ready for that. Yeah, yeah, she can't take me anywhere. But if you have one ball and you're doing a squat, what else are you supposed to do? But swing that. That's, that's a kettlebell swing. Exactly. That's a very yeah. typical move for strength training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just, Just like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that, yeah. Anyway. Oh, gosh. That's why you got to come to these live shows so yeah. you can see Molly next. That's right. <laughs> I think video is, video is a great option. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the Another yeah. Mother Runner training. Yeah. yeah. You know, like this is. A, yeah. On the YouTube channel. It gets yeah. a particular muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's cut her off. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> All right, Christine, how about you? What is your favorite flavor? What are your favorite flavors of noon? And, um, you know, like Jamie, do you, are you a fan of it warm or are you strictly? I've uh, never tried it warm. Really? I've heard a couple people tonight tell me that. Yeah, they my drink husband it warm. drinks it warm. Yeah, he I don't, puts yeah. boiling water on it. Yeah. And it makes it fizz so quickly. Oh, I bet it dissolves yeah. really fast. So mm-hmm. I love watermelon and then I love a combination of citrus fruit and lemon lime. So I actually break oh, it in half and you. do half tab, half and half. Oh. Um, and then. I am addicted to the noon immunity. So mm-hmm. when I was training for my last marathon, of course, you get into that hypochondriac stage of training, mm-hmm. usually about two weeks before mm-hmm. your race, and you, like, Purell everything. You don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. You don't, like, let anybody touch you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're just, like, bubble wrap me. So mm-hmm. I took noon immunity, like, multiple times a day, uh-huh, like, those uh-huh. two weeks before. Because uh-huh. I was like, I am not getting sick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so I love both of the flavors of that. And it tastes really good. And it's yeah, a very it is. natural al- alternative. So those are my two, yeah. or those two flavors and then the Noon Immunity. Mm-hmm. And what flavor Noon Immunity do you like? Either one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, either one. I nice. can't remember. There's two of them, but either one. Yeah, the orange citrus, yeah, I think. And then orange, no, mango. Orange mango. Yeah. I can just picture it dissolving no. in my cup. Emily, <laughs> yep. There Thank we go. Thank you. Orange citrus and blueberry tangerine. I love them both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Christine. It was fun talking for with having you. Me. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. Super yeah. fun. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> she didn't puke and she didn't poop. Yeah, she didn't poop. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm very, very excited. I don't even know, Molly, if you know what I'm excited for, which is that we are, another mother runner is going to be introducing capris um, that two lengths, capris that come just below your knee and then a three quarter tight length capri. And we had textiles, I almost brought them up this evening. There's two pairs we had shipped over from Cambodia because we had um, two different textiles custom made by a friend of yours, actually, Joan, yep. So, um, who's a textile designer, and so they incorporate, you know, kind of an AMR vibe to them. They have pockets on both sides, because as you all know, I love capris with pockets on them, yes. Um, has a wide waistband that's um, kind of holds things in. They're the same style as the ones, the capris that we got from Mercury Mile Boxes. 
Yes. Um, like I said, two lengths, and we're going to start taking pre-orders on Monday, June 10th, and then we have to tell the factory in Cambodia a couple weeks later what we want. So there's a little bit of a delay, but then delivery will be in early August, well ahead of um, a bit cooler weather. So we are super duper excited. So look for those on Mother Runner store and we'll be promoting the heck out of them on all our social channels. Um, so, all right. So despite being recorded at the Seattle headquarters of our friends here at noon, this podcast was produced down in Portland by Alex Ward of Sounds Like Pictures and many happy miles to you.